Hey everyone, welcome to this week's sermon podcast of Living Word Pretoria East. Here you can listen to our latest weekly sermons for your spiritual growth. We believe that this message will really bless you. Who's excited to be here? Okay. But who's excited to be a woman? I think we've got something special inside of us. And men, you've got business. Okay? Because this morning, I want to stir something because that's my calling. That's what I do. So whenever I prepare for a sermon, I'm always asking, Lord, what will stir and move the people? Because that is the mandate on my life. My mandate is to make sure that you guys fulfill your calling and step into it. So I was preparing for this service and, um, you know, you've got lots of ideas of Best Mother's Day preaching and all of these things of what I'm going to talk about for Mother's Day. And I was preparing and thinking, I, I had a word in my heart, but I just couldn't felt that this was the, the main thing that I need to speak about. So what happened is Monday evening, I dreamt. Okay, so I had a dream. Now, usually I don't dream. Okay, it's, it doesn't happen often. Um, and this was a special dream because I knew what I was dreaming was a word from God. And God wanted to put my attention on something because that's what we do. We ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit lead us and guide us as to what we need to teach, as to what we need to do. So I had this dream and I was like, afterwards, I'm like, okay, this is not really a Mother's Day word, but it's a word for the church. And I was reminded that we are the bride of Christ, meaning that all of us God, a womb inside of us, the ability to prosper, the ability to give birth, the ability for things to come forth. Am I correct? Okay, so men, this morning, you're going to have a womb, okay? You're going to understand what it is to get pregnant with something and to make something alive. So let me start off by, by explaining the, the dream because I believe that God is speaking to us and that's the word that God wants to give this morning. He wants to place it in our hearts and He's bringing something up that's, that's important to Him. So if we can have the scripture up, Isaiah 52 verse 1. And we're going to read it. It says, Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. So that's my scripture for today. God is asking us to wake up. So my dream what I had is, I was dreaming. I was somewhere here. I, I remember it was on the plot, but I was in the house. And I felt a trembling, like a tremble, like an earthquake. But it wasn't a heavy earthquake. I just remember I was like, oh, I must maybe just see where the kids are because I feel something is happening. But the earthquake is not, it's not um, so powerful that it, it's breaking down the house. It's just, I can feel it. And I would continue and think, okay, what is this? Because I felt something. And then it started getting more powerful. But still, the building didn't crumble. The building was there. But I felt I need to get out from under the structure to the outside. Okay? Who knows if there's earthquakes, you should get out in the open. Okay? That's a safe place to be. So that was what I did. I got the kids and everybody out and I said, no, we must be outside the structure 
because if this happens, it's going to fall on us. So God was speaking about the trembling and that we need to get out. So then I saw a road where people were walking on the road and I was asking them, where are you going? And they said, no, but they also felt the trembling. They felt the movement and it's not safe to be in the building. It's not just safe to, to stay inside, but they were all heading somewhere. They were all moving towards that direction. And I woke up and I knew that this word, this dream was not just a dream. God was saying something and I knew I had to go in and ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, what do you want to say to the people this morning? Because clearly I felt the trembling. Clearly I knew the structure is not coming down, but we need to get out from underneath it. We need to get outside. There's a shaking busy happening. So my scriptures that I want to go to is Isaiah 51 verse 9 to 10. And this scripture Israel is actually complaining and asking the Lord to wake up. Okay, so I'm going to read it and then I'm going to read the other scriptures where God replies. So let's look at Isaiah 51 verse 9 to 10. We're going to have a lot of scripture this morning. I like scripture and it's important to see what the word of God says to us. Awake, awake, clothe yourself with strength, O arm of the Lord. Awake as in the days gone by, as in the generations of old. Was it not you who cut Rahab to pieces, who pierced that monster through? Was it not you who dried up the sea, the waters of the great deep, who made a road in the depth of the sea, so that the redeemed might cross over? So here they are asking the Lord to wake up and to do as he did in the old time, when he opened the Red Sea. Who knows that God doesn't sleep? But still they're asking, Lord, wake up, stretch out your arm, come and save us once again. And we as people, we as people in this nation, don't we feel like that? Lord, where are you? What's happening? Stuff is happening. We don't have money. Stuff is happening. I'm losing my work. I'm losing business. What's up? Lord, are you not awake over my life? And then the Lord replies, in Isaiah 51 verse 17, he says, and he replies to them saying, Awake, awake, rise up, O Jerusalem. You have drunk from the hand of the Lord the cup of its wrath. Who have drained to its dregs the goblet that makes men stagger. Verse 52, uh, Isaiah 52 verse 1 to 2. Awake, awake, O Zion, clothe yourself with strength. Put on the garments of splendor, O Jerusalem, the holy city. The uncircumcised and defiled were not to enter you again. Shake off the dust. Rise up. Sit enthroned, O Jerusalem. Free yourself from the chains on your neck, O captive daughter of Zion. So where they are asking, Lord, wake up, help, do again what you did previously, the Lord is responding to them saying, no, you wake up. Loose yourself, shake, throw off the things which are keeping you captive. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move in this sermon where I really want us to be open to the Holy Spirit. Because I truly believe when God gives a word, it's not just a word. It is something that we need to hear. Who knows that when you fall asleep, 
there's a process happening, okay? My husband, I think he's not going through the process. He's like, I'm sleeping, and then he sleeps. <clears throat> no cares, no cares, nothing. He just sleeps. But for me, I need to go and lay down. I need to think, okay, I'm, I'm, especially when I'm not really tired. It's a process, and then suddenly sleep just comes. It comes over you. What happens to our children, our babies, when they go to sleep? It's a struggle. They move, they, they're constantly busy, and then you don't know how it happens, but it just happened. I don't know. Janine, do you know how it happens? It just happens. They just fell asleep. So we need to realize that we have an enemy. The enemy is real. The enemy is telling us now to fear, fear the future, fear for your job, fear for the church. He's bringing fear into our lives. But what else he's doing is he is busy putting something over us so that we can't see. He is busy causing us to change direction because of fear, because of things happening in our lives. We are busy moving in a direction that's not God-given. And what happens? We fall into a sleep. We're not sure how it happens, but once it happens, you're asleep. So once again, how do we fall asleep? How does it happen? So let's quickly look at what is spiritual sleep. I think to understand spiritual sleep, we need to understand what is spiritual awakening. So let's read this. A spiritual awakening occurs when the eyes are opened through a fresh revelation of the greatness of God, leading to an inward hunger to seek and follow and experience Him more. So if spiritual sleeping, what is the opposite, is awakening, it happens when there's a fresh revelation that comes into your heart that gives you a hunger and a desire to know and to seek more of God. Are you getting this? A spiritual awakening is fresh revelation. So I'm not speaking just to the ones who should be born again. And let me quickly speak on born again, being born again. Born again, to be born again is a decision. But it usually goes part with an experience, an encounter with God. I had that encounter many years ago. I had the encounter where I was there condemned. I was feeling, yes, everybody knows my sin. And God showed up. He showed up. I always say, I didn't have a choice. God chose me. The moment He chose me, I choose back. It's a decision that you make to say, Lord, I want to give you my life. And you should have that day. You should have a date where you say, Lord, I'm, I'm turning my back to the world. I'm turning my back to the things of the world. And I'm going forward. But spiritual sleep happens to us that are born again. <coughs> it is something that happens when things happen in our lives. Where we lose trust in God when we go through hardship, a spiritual sleep comes over us because now there's no revelation, which means what? Our hearts 
gets hardened. There's no revelation. And what happens? The opposite happens. We grow cold to the things of God. And I'm giving this word today because I truly believe that we are not walking in the fullness that God has got for us. We are trying and that's why we come to church that we can have fresh revelation that helps us to wake up. That helps us to once again say, Lord, maybe, maybe I'm busy sleeping. Maybe there's something that's covering my eyes. And Lord, I just need to be in a service like this where somebody tells me there's hope. And when you get the revelation, your heart, something happens inside of your heart. And once that happens inside of your heart, power starts to flow. That's why I said, you have a womb, you've got the ability. Each and every one of you have got the ability to change this world around. Let me just get to my notes. So spiritual sleep, it's a process through which the heart grows cold towards the things of God. Things become dull. It's not exciting anymore here in church. But we still come because we still continue doing the things we do. We're so used to coming to church. We're so used to reading Bible. We're so used to doing all of these things. It's like sleepwalking. When we walk in our sleep, we're not fully awake. But we still do the things you normally would do. So why do we fall asleep spiritually? I've actually pointed out three things. It's prolonged difficulties. We lose trust. Trust is broken. Financial loss. Promises not fulfilled. When we go through things and we don't stay in His presence, we don't stay at a place where we constantly ask Him, Lord, for fresh revelation, our hearts become, it becomes cold. And slowly but surely we're moving away. We're not losing our, our salvation. That's not what, what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the enemy placing things inside of you and you start sidetracking. And quickly, quickly, you start finding out that this whole serving God thing is not really working for me. I love Him, yes. If somebody asks me, I'm, I'm a Christian. But where's the power? Where's the ability to, 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 to break through? Where's the ability to say that I'm going to stand for this? It's difficult. Yes, of course. We're facing difficulty. We're facing hardship. We're facing loss. We're facing disappointment. But what keeps us at a place where we are in God, where our hearts are, are, are continually like burning for God, is to stay close to Him. Sickness. Why doesn't God heal me? We don't have all the answers. But you keep your heart burning. You keep trusting. You keep on trusting for the baby. You keep on trusting for the miracle. You keep on trusting for the healing to take place. Because God is faithful. It also happens when our hearts are hardened. Let's look at Matthew 13 verse 22. It says, And the one whom the seed was sown among the thorns, 
This is the man who hears the word and the worry of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. The cares of the world. How am I going to survive? How am I going to get through this? This difficulty with my children. My children are struggling. The world system. Our opportunities, our, our jobs relationships, influence, it starts choking us. And what happens? The fruit becomes unfruitful. Meaning that we don't mean anything to anybody anymore. Because they can't eat from you because there's no fruit. And hear me, my heart is not to be strong or to be condemning this morning. I'm going to show you that God just wants to awaken something because we are a powerful church. There's a powerful generation that God is busy raising up and you are part of that. See, falling asleep, it's a slow, subtle drawing away until you're in that state where you're just not awake anymore. So now here, what should we do about it? Let's read Thessalonians 5 verse 6. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us be alert and sober. See, there's an example in the Gospels where Jesus is praying and he's praying just before he will be handed over to be crucified. I'm not going to read the scripture just for time, but he goes and he goes and prays and he takes his disciples with Peter, James, John, all of them, he's asking them, watch and pray. Keep watch. I'm going to go and pray. And he prays and he comes back three times. Not one time. And what happens when he comes back? He finds them sleeping. He tells them, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The second time he comes and he wakes them once again and asks them to pray. He says the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And thirdly, he reminds them, look, the hour is near. And I quickly want to touch on that. Because even Jesus' disciples who were walking with him fell asleep. So what is our job with each other? Quickly just bump your neighbor. Say, neighbor. I'm going to keep you awake. I'm going to keep you awake. Why am I keeping you awake? Because Jesus is saying, watch and pray so that you do not fall into temptation. What do we watch for? We watch our relationship with God. We watch our hearts. And we watch our doctrine. What do you believe? Do you know the word of God? Is that truth? Is it not truth? So that's why cell groups, okay? Why is a cell group important? Because there we keep our relationship burning. We check our hearts. We teach each other the doctrines. We, we teach each other the word of God. And there you can ask your questions. So it's important that we function as a family. It's important that we do what Jesus asks of us. See, many times we think it's, we, we just do what we think we should do. No. 
there's a reason for church. There's a reason for coming together. There's a reason for soul groups is to keep us in line with the Word of God so that the nonsense that's out there in the world will not affect us. Because where do you, where do you test this? We need to pray that God will keep us. We need to pray that He strengthen us. We need to pray that our spiritual eyes will be opened. Colossians 4 verse 2 says, Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in with an attitude of thanksgiving. Do you pray? Secondly, he says, The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Who knows the flesh? The flesh. Who wanted to stay in bed this morning? I would love to stay in bed on a Sunday morning, especially when it's raining. But once you get up and you know that God has got a word for you, you make that sacrifice. Because the power of God will not happen when you're sleeping in your bed. It will happen when you act on it. Look, the hour is near. And this is a message concerning the return of Christ. You know, we, we watch, um, what is it, the, the calling, the, the chosen, sorry, chosen, with the kids, they love it, okay? And, and I love it because it's, it's always ministering to me. And in the beginning, when the series starts, it's all about Jesus and the coming of Jesus and um, they're fasting and they, they, they're talking and saying, we, we, we're waiting for the Messiah to come. Are we talking like that? Jesus did come. He did come. So where are we now? We're not in the beginning where we're trusting Him to come for the first time. We are now trusting Him to return. Are you praying for that? Are you trusting? Is it something that we say to each other? In our groups, are we discussing it? We are awaiting the return of the King to come and save us from this world. What are our doctrines? What do we believe? And and I really want to stir you this morning. What are we busy with? Where's the person you're bringing to church? Because if Jesus comes back, what is going to happen to that person? Where's your mother this morning? Where's your family this morning? Where's your husband this morning? Are we fighting for them? Are we trusting the Holy Spirit in them? Church, we need to wake up. Just bump them. Neighbor, say neighbor, we need to wake up. So what if we don't wake up? Let's quickly talk about that. So I'm going to refer to my husband once again. He enjoys sleeping. He sleeps very well. No problem there. Okay. But what happens when we wake our children? Okay. Vaunt and Carla, they love sleeping. Especially when you wake a kid just before six in the morning. Okay. That's not always an easy task. Okay. So if you wake somebody, so like, Vilma usually goes and he wakes the boys and then I'll go and make the food and do whatever. So how does he wake them? He would touch them, say, Vaunt, Kylo, wake up. So how do we wake a person? We call their name. Think about it. It's not like shaking from the start. No, especially if your children's like, Kylo, Kylo, wake up, wake up. And then what happens? If he doesn't wake, 
little bit of shaking. Kind of, yeah. So what does God do when we need to be awakened? God first calls our name. Is God calling your name this morning? Is he saying, Francha, it's time to wake up. Rochelle, it's time to wake up. God first calls your name. And then if you do not awake, what happens? He starts the shaking. So a little bit of shaking is usually effective. Eh? Who likes to be shaken? Even when I'm sleeping, oh, don't shake me awake. I don't like it. Okay? But we don't respond when we hear our name. So we need to understand what is happening in our lives and what God is doing. So how many times did God call your name in this past month? Do you still hear His voice when He calls? Are you responding? See, there's a warning against the church that sleeps. That's not God's heart. He wants us to be awake. So shake one once again. So wake. We're going to wake up this morning. So it's time for the church to wake up. As we see these things unfold, let us understand the hour in which we live and be found alert. As the scripture says, Genesis 3 verse 9, Then the Lord called to the man and said to him, Where are you? I'm going to read Hebrews 12 verse 25 up until 29. It's a bit of reading. See to it that you do not refuse him who is speaking. For if those did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, much less will we escape who turn away from him who warns from heaven. And his voice shook the earth then, but now he has promised saying, yet once more I will shaken not only the earth but also the heaven. This expression, yet once more, denotes the removing of those things which can be shaken as of created things so that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Romans 13 verse 11 and do this, understanding the present time. The hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber because your salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearer, nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. See, God calls us to awake. Difficulties things happening in our lives make us to fall asleep but be quick to repent be quick to realize that you are missing out on your calling you are missing out on the things of God because you're allowing this this stuff that's happening in your life to overcome you remember falling asleep it's a state where you go into so it means it's a state you can get out of 
God is this morning calling your name and saying, arise. You know, I love it, Deborah. She was a judge, okay? And God called her to do what? To shake a nation, to wake them up. You know that her, her name means bee, okay, queen bee. Do you know what a, what a queen bee does? Okay? She's the one responsible for keeping the hive alive. Do you know that she reproduces? She's the only one who reproduces. And she needs to command her little bees to go and fetch food because otherwise they'll starve. But what happens when they don't go and get food? You can actually go and read it up. She starts dancing. It's a vibration. It's a moving around. They, they said that, that she makes a, a, a figure of eight and she dances and vibrates. So this morning, this church is going to start vibrating because God wants to loosen something in our lives. He wants to put us in a place where we feel the vibration of the Holy Spirit. We feel that the Holy Spirit is going to do something. Do, do you know what God is going to do? You will not be able to know if you don't ask Him. The Holy Spirit is about to do something amazing in our lives. The nation where we are at, man, it is the ground for miracles. God wants to set us free. He wants to heal us. Why are we crying, Lord? Do again what you did previous years, Father. Do come and heal. Bring, open the Red Sea. And God responds, not by saying, no, I'm not going to do it, or yes, I'll do it. You wake up. Put on the strength. That's the, the scripture I just want to quickly read. Isaiah 52, verse 1 to 2. Awake, awake, O Zion. Clothe yourself with strength. Put on your garments of splendor. Come on, put on the garment of splendor. Put it on. Remember, it's something you need to put on. It's not something that's just going to happen. You take it. Free yourself, O captive daughter of Zion. See, there's a work that we need to do. I want to quickly just touch on, I've, I've, I've said it previously in another sermon. I just quickly want to read this. A complacent person. A complacent person is pleased with themselves or feel that they do not need to do anything about their situation, even though the situation may be uncertain or dangerous. Secondly, it also says that a complacent person has got a feeling of contentment or self-satisfaction, often combined with a lack of awareness of pending trouble or controversy. See what it says. We sometimes are just happy in the state that we're at. But God is saying it's dangerous. It's not good for you. What happens when we are depressed? And I'm saying we because we all feel sometimes a place where darkness wants to come and overwhelm you. If you allow the darkness to come, what's usually the go-to? You go and sleep. People that are struggling with depression, they sleep all the time. And how do we fight this? We understand 
that there's something we need to put on. There's a letting go, there's a putting on, there's awakening. Know that God is calling you by your name. And the trembles, the shaking, you're feeling currently in your life, it's just God saying, don't give up. Don't let this thing keep you under. And we, we deal with so many people and, and people are really struggling. People are really struggling. But the only hope we can give them is that God has got hope for you. And God will loosen you. God will awaken you out of this slumber because you need to awake, arise. See, Deborah announced a season she announced a new season where Israel had to be stirred and awakened because their village life, their normal life was ceasing. They could not operate anymore. They could not function. So God this morning is saying that I want you to have your life back again. I want you to prosper again. But don't forget the call. Don't forget what God placed on your heart. Don't forget that God has still got that word over your life. Don't give up. Don't allow this darkness and the slumber to still be there. Ephesians 5, I'm going to end off of that. Verse 14. For this reason, it says, Awake, sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as an unwise man, but as a wise man, making the most of your time. Sleeping is not making the most of your time. Because the days are evil, so then do not be foolish, but understand the will. Sorry, but understand what the will of the Lord is. The beginning of this year, God said to me, Wisdoms, wisdom is more important. Seek wisdom. Don't seek the weapons to fight a war because God will keep you out of that war if you ask and seek His wisdom. See, if we pray and we ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom in our lives, we will not be in the trouble we're in. Let us all stand. So the instruction for this morning, I believe is very clear. God wants us to awake, to arise, to put on the garment of splendor, to have wisdom, to wake from a time of sleeping. Let's all pray together and we trust and we ask the Holy Spirit to firstly awake us, myself, to wake me from the state I'm in so that I will be able to see. See, remember what I said, it's fresh revelation. When we hear the Word of God, it sets us free. When we understand the Word of God, it sets us free. The fresh revelation that comes, what, what does it do? It brings a hunger for more. It opens our eyes, our heart's eyes of understanding. So you ask God for wisdom. You ask Him to forgive you where you've been sleeping. 
you ask Him to help you because remember the splendor, the, the everything God talks about, the strength. It's His strength, but He's asking you, put it on. Otherwise, He would have said, I would have placed it on you. He's asking us to put it on. So let's close our eyes. Father, we firstly want to honor you for the word today, Lord. And Father, even, even in a dream, you can give something that you want to say, Lord. Father, forgive us. Forgive me. For where we've been asleep, Lord, allowing our hearts to be hardened, allowing the troubles and, and sickness and everything that we face to keep us away from really seeing. Forgive us, Lord. Help us to awake and to put on this strength and this wisdom. Help us to awake, Lord. And Father, we also want to repent as a church, Father, as, as people just coming together on a Sunday, fellowshipping, being a family. Lord, that we, we sometimes asleep and blind to the things of what you want to do. We repent of that, Father. We, we say we are sorry. Lord, thank you for calling our names this morning. Thank you for doing something in our hearts, Lord, an awakening. Father, we take the revelation, Father, we take it and we, we ask that the hunger will be there. Lord, that next Sunday we will come back with, with, a, with a, new, a, a new sense of, of, Lord, I want more. So that we can be a voice to the world. And Father, lastly, we want to pray that you will help us to wake up to your coming, Father. That we will be expectant, Lord, but we will be out on a mission. We will have a mandate over our lives, Father, which says that we will, we will reach the lost. We will reach our families. We will reach our family, Father, that doesn't know you, Lord. And the ones that have fallen asleep, Father, because of things happening. Lord, we as a church stand together today, Father, and we say, Lord, we will go and fetch them. We will proclaim over them life, Father. We will proclaim over them hope. Awake them, Lord. Awake this world. Awake churches, Father. And Lord, as we know, um, as we are standing here, there's hundreds of churches just in our vicinity, Father, asking the same thing. And Lord, we will stand together and we will trust in you, Holy Spirit, that you will awake a generation over us, Father. You will loosen miracles over us, Father. You will loosen your power over us. Father, today we've been given the mandate. Help us, Lord. Lord, we just honor you. We thank you for being with us this week, that this week will be a week of change, a week of being better, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We honor you. I just want to do a last prayer. So everybody's eyes are closed. I want to ask that if there's anybody here that has not made the decision yet to make Christ your Lord, to just say openly that I accept Him. I want Him. I, I don't know even what it means, but I want Him to be King of my life. As the eyes are closed, I want you just, just to show your hand. We're not going to call you to the front. We're going to do a prayer together. But it's important that you acknowledge before men that you accept Him.
Thank you, Lord. Let's give an opportunity. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And then secondly, I want to ask that this is a decision you can make in your heart. You don't need to raise your hand for that, but if you've been asleep and you need wakening, we're going to pray this prayer together. So let us as a family just pray this. Say, Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Father, today, I choose to make you the Lord of my life. Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God and you were sent by him to die for our sins. And I believe that you were raised from the dead and you reign now with him on his right hand. I believe now that I'm born again, that I'm a son of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. May this word really bless you. And may we be a church that is formed to function effective in being the church. Amen. Amen. We're going to end off. Um, if there's anyone that needs prayer, anything, if you need healing, if you need whatever your need is, we're going to be here ministering to you. The rest can fellowship. And next week, trust God for the one who needs to wake up. Amen. Amen. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you would like to know more about who we are and what we do, go visit our website on lwpe.co.za. You are formed to function, so let's build.